When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, bad level was one thing. But inconsistency is another. And you are judged as an offensive lineman really by your consistency. It's like you yeah. said, the summation of your work, the total package of what you're delivering. And you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs. But uh, what happens is there starts to be a coloring in people's eyes maybe, you know, that this guy can't play at all, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you go back and look at the hard facts and you start to break it down. You realize the guy's doing all right. No, nah, yeah. he's not doing great in, in every situation. It's not Pro Bowl caliber. It's not snap. Pro Bowl. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. It's a work in progress. But, again, as I go back to, you you show me a, a, a pocket that's collapsing on him, and I'll show you, too, that, that the pocket was clean. Yeah. You know, now you want to get that to three, four, and five times to that one. Yeah. All right, and more. But that's what you're striving for. And yeah. that's why you have newbies in that line, guys – new to Pittsburgh, that being the Mason Cole, that being the James Daniels, those sorts of guys. Um, you got to get those guys up and running along with the Kevin Dotsons and everybody else. And, new offensive line coach as well. Go. So there's a new philosophy that's coming in there. Um, there's a lot of factors to it. And, and you're getting to know these guys. You know, I think that's where we kind of, you know, forget that, no, no this is the only position on the field that has to work in complete harmony. Yes, not partial harmony, no freestyling, no going native. <laughs> like, you have to be the temptations, the four tops, right? You have to be that that entire group that has choreography, you know? You have to be the Backstreet Boys, the NSYNCs of the world, and everybody has to know what their role is, right? You know, and I think that's kind of where we kind of lose it, right? Because you can see individual performances, right? You can see what Chase Claypool is going to do. You can see what Deontay is going to do. There's a tangible statistic Measurable. And measurable to their performance at the time. Targets versus receptions, right? Yards versus incompletion. Like, you have all these different metrics to – wait, offensive line doesn't have that. Well, here's the one thing. They have pro football focus, which I have a little bit of an issue with because (laughs) here's my problem. You know, they they, they point out things and they'll say – and they're judging on not being in the huddle, not having a playbook, not understanding – 
okay, you're, you're, you're coming up with plus minus and average and all that sort of thing in a grade, but you don't, you weren't, you weren't in the huddle when you they called not. that. And you don't know every offensive coordinator's playbook to you know, know what the responsibilities are. I'll give are. you an example. What jumped out at me. I was watching Robert Spillane on a coverage, right? And it was one where the back leaked out of the backfield and, and, and ran yeah. to the flat, okay, and he's he's had to run about 25 yards to corral this guy, all right, towards the sidelines. Well, when you look at it and you realize, well, Mark Robinson just blew past that back on a on a hug-up. Yeah. All right, I mean, what turned out to be what you call it, a green dog? Yeah, green dog, All yeah. right, so you got a situation where it looks like Splane's in coverage. He's not in coverage. That was Robinson's he's man. He's covering up the boo-boo. Yes, he's covering <laughs> up the boo-boo. And so you have situations that occur like this, and it happens with the offensive line. You don't yeah. know exactly a lot of the dynamic rules of pass protection or run blocking that you know affects each and every play. So you make a best guess. But if you look at the overall general thing of what we're talking about here, a high pad level and then an inconsistent play where you have that bad sprinkled into the good, into the the ugly, you know, those yeah. sorts of things you've got to rectify. There's no doubt. I mean, it's got to improve. But there is hope. For it, there is not a lack of hope. Yeah, no, I, and 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 I think, you know, more so with a new offensive line versus a veteran group. Like we've been spoiled over the years to have good point veteran groups there, so we know what a good offensive line looks like, but we don't understand the origins of what that is. Because normally in the process, when you're building your offensive line, you have mainstay veterans that have already been here that then pass on to the young guys. And you sprinkle in maybe one, maybe two at the most young guys who start into a position, but they've also been in the system by the time they assume that role. Right. This was a complete blow up and restart a year ago. Yes. Right. Because the, the one last torchbearer from passing it on to the next group was David DeCastro, David DeCastro at right before camp, you know, has the retirement, has the, you know, settlement, whatever it is, right. however you want to categorize it. And now you're left with a new position, right? And you bring in a trade turner, but you also start two pure rookies in that moment. And you have two other young guys. Kevin Dawson was only in his second year. Right. There. And then Chooks is your lead guy. And Chooks is at what, year four as well. He's, so, and he's still a young guy. He's 24. Yeah, he's young. He came in this league at 20 years old. So, you know, th- there's a lot. And so you say, oh, well, last year was supposed to be the. No, no, no. We just added two new guys to an already young offensive line. So it's, it's going to take time. And I think. I know we don't want to believe in that because it's like, oh, it's only so many games in a season. But. If you want sustained success, right? time over time success, it takes that time. And you've got to let it marinate. And like you said, there's good moments. Like, Chooks had some great pass pros, especially against Aiden Hutchinson. Right? This kid yeah. was a number two overall pick. And for defensive linemen, it comes faster because you can be individualized. You can make your own decisions sometimes. Hey, you know what? I don't need contain this play. This guy overset me. I'm going to take it inside. You right. can do that. Offensive line, I can't do that. No. I can't say, hey, this guy jumped to the outside gap. Oh, well, so much for him. No, that guy, that guy's still your guy. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you got to chase it. And guess what? When you chase him, the backside lane opens wider if you're on the backside. Front side lane opens wider if you're on the front side. So you have to stay with your responsibility because you're doing it for others to succeed. That's the other thing. It's the, it's the, you're, you're the sacrificial lamb <laughs> in a lot of sense. Like, I'm going to create something for someone else to enjoy the benefits of. It's not for me. 
Like you're you're the you know offensive line is like the contractor, right? I'm going to build this house for you, right? I I don't get to benefit from this house. I get to look at it and say, man, look at that. Look at the stat sheet. Looks good, but I don't get any direct benefit from it. it doesn't help me personally. You know, only thing it helps me with is the overall production of the team. If if it's a win, that's the only time it applies for the offensive line. So you have to. You, so mine is work over time. Work over time is what we do because we're going to play thousands of plays in a season. Right. And how does it look at pl- from play one to play 1,000? Did it get better? Did it look better? Did we get better as a group? Did we congeal as a group? Did we come together and look like the line that we're supposed to be? Absolutely. You know, I mean, and, and, and that part of that gaining consistency is play, paying attention to the details of your work. Let me give you an example, okay? You got one where they ran a screen. Now, you got the kick-out guy going after a guy. You got the peel guy going after another guy. And both of them look at the other and expect the other guy to have that guy. I know guy. exactly what play you're talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, it, it, yeah, you've, got, it, yeah. you've got miscommunication. <laughs> yeah. And you don't get the block that should have been handled. The you, me, you, right? Yes. It's, it's that meme with yeah. all the Spider-Mans. You, you, <laughs> you, no, you. you. Me, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Boom. Who is it? Yeah. It's the same thing where, you know, I thought you had him. No, I thought you had him. You were looking at him. Well, I thought you were going to the other guy. It's like, but that takes time, right? I have to know how you think. Like, I can't look at this guy because I know my peel guy is going to see that, and he is going to peel on something else because he thinks I have him. Yes. He can't see through me to know that I'm still working to the corner. Like, he thinks, okay, you got alley safety because obviously there's nothing out there. You looked inside for a reason. Yep. And so you have to understand that about your guys. And you also, when you get to the sidelines, you know, you have to talk amongst each other. And that's the one thing I will say. There was a lot of chatter on the offensive side when when Coach Meyer was not there with the surface tablet, right? right. There was a lot of chatter and talking. But then there was, there was also those moments where you go into the cone of silence, right? Yeah. Fortress of solitude. I don't want anybody talking to me. You the kinda, silo. Yeah, you kind of stare down and out towards the yeah. ground, even though you know there's nothing there for you on the ground. But you just got to look because you just need to focus on something to collect the thoughts in your brain. There you go. And, and so, but I will say, and, and you saw it get better. We saw a tangible result when they got better, and that was a two-minute drill. Yes. And yes. that was executed to perfection. It doesn't get any better than how they how you they played it. If you if you stink and you are the worst, you can't go six for six for 83 yards and go 80 yards in a minute and a half and yeah. score a touchdown unless you can play in this league. All right. Yes. Now, if you can do it once, twice, you can do it a lot more consistently. 10, 15, 20, than, Yes, <laughs> than what you've exhibited thus far. I'm going to give you another example, okay? We ran what we call a 16G. That's where the center pulls out, the right guard pulls out, tackle blocks down, uh, first guy kicks out, second guy logs. Yes. Okay. It's a, Najee, it's, a t- it's a tight toss crack. Yes, okay, t- tight toss crack, yeah. however you want to call it. We used to call it G back in the day. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the thing about it. Najee Harris has got a little rusty, and he said, I was rusty. And he said, yeah. you know, wasn't my best performance. You look at it, he hit the wrong hole. Yeah. The, otherwise, the, the play's blocked. Mason Cole pulls. He logs the the inside guy. You got uh, James Daniels outside kicking the snot out of whoever the force guy was. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that lane is there. The alley's there. But Najee hits it up early, okay? Yeah. And that's part and parcel. You know, and everybody goes, Oh, the line's not blocking. No, Najee picked the wrong hole. Picked the wrong this hole. This will happen. Yes, okay? this will. W- Willie Parker was infamous for hitting the wrong hole. 
But nobody cared because he was fast Willie Parker. Right. And if he said, you know what, I don't want to run between the tackles. I want to run outside. No matter how well they blocked on the inside, you would have gotten 37 yards. I'm going to take it to the outside. I'm going to outrun everybody for 15 yards. And it's like, oh, that's a good play. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't put lipstick on this pig. He hit the wrong <laughs> hole. And we blocked it. Lipstick on a pig just is funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, funny. right? It, yeah. It's it's a great phrase. I mean, yeah, it it's is. just all-encompassing. I mean, yeah. you can use it in a variety of ways. But it's that's where we talk about everything is a choreography offensively. And everything has to work in harmony. No matter how great an offensive line blocks are, we'll always notice the bad when you see guys leaking, everybody's in the backfield right. and everything else. But when it is blocked up good and we still have a bad play, you can't blame the offensive line. Right. Right. And but but that but that's the burden we carry. Right. As linemen. We carry that burden of it's gonna always point back to us. Right? It's Absolutely. always gonna point no matter what we do. Good, bad, and ugly is going to point back to us <laughs> at some point. It's going to be good when it's a 20-yard gain, and hell, we might not even blocked it right. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, the, but the running back made us look good, and then there's other times where it's going to be a 15-yard gain, and we did block it good. So, yes. I mean, you take that, and then there's bads when they get a TFL. Yeah. <laughs> and just Absolutely. Everybody is it's a free-for-all. So, I mean, it's, it's the burden we carry. And I'm not trying to – overemphasize this to try and gain pity for the offensive line. No, I'm not we're, we're not seeking that. comfort. In this. We're not seeking comfort, but it's a reality of what that position is. So next time you want to bag on them, don't bag on them until you go back and watch the film. If you're just in the stadium have, having a couple cold ones and you're just one, to, oh, this looks bad, da-da-da-da-da. Chill out the next day and go watch the film. Yeah, go watch it. Go yeah. on NFL Plus, yep. pull up the coach's tape, and watch it and yes. say, you know what? I might have been a little rash. Yeah. Might have been a little rash in my judgment. Right. And it's okay. And guess what? We'll we'll be here. Yeah. You can call us on Monday. <laughs> Tell us about your range of emotions that yeah. you have, and, we, and we'll talk it out. We'll, and we'll, we'll virtually talk you hug. off the bridge. Don't yeah. worry about and it. And we'll virtually hug. Yes. We'll virtually uh, hug. For, Not like in person. Virtual hugs are good. That, yeah, they and are. And that's good as in person, but, you know. Yeah, well, you got to know the guy. I yeah. Mean, you gotta, well, yeah. Or, yeah, or, or the gal, yeah. you know, person. I always tell my People. wife, I read, I read somewhere where it was like 20 seconds you got to hug you got to hug your wife 20 seconds to get the full joy of that hug. So oh. I you know I I hugged up on my gale and then she'll hear me go 16 17 yeah. Is it over? Is it over yet? Are she's like looking at me like she's looking at me like would you hurry up please you know. Yeah. But wait, now now does it have to be 20 seconds solitary or can it be a culmination? No no 20 seconds solitary. One oh. shot. Oh you one shot. You got to hug it out. You got to you got one shot deal. Yep so you wrap your arms around your gal right. and you just got to hang on. Tiff if you're listening yep. get ready for a 20 second <laughs> hug babe. Get ready but for the 20 second. That's what it takes to all the manifestation of all the the auras, chemicals the and, everything and everything else yes, endorphins, all yes. of that. Yeah okay exactly. all right. Okay. Now, I got to give you one more example before we go to break here. Right. I'm not hugging a dude 20 seconds. No no we're not there. No that's by the way that's well in pass protection. I've been close. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, out of, it's out of necessity yeah. and fear. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little difference yeah, out there. Little, yeah, a little difference out there. And it's not really a hug. It's like seven seconds yeah. too. It's not a full twenty. That's right now, right. granted, Ben would have pushed that envelope probably yeah. a couple times early probably. in his career. Okay, <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Now let me give you another example too. Of t- I'm talking about the details of your work. For instance, you have a guard and tackle. All right, say on the right side. You got a three technique. You got yourself 
uh, a wall situation. No, no, you got a, a base where you, you and the guard are working together on the three technique and the mic. Okay. Yeah. Now, there is no sense if if you are the guard. There's no sense of leaving your tackle early to jump when that that Mike's tries to run through if he's coming from off. No. You wait until the last second. Five because yards, you have plenty of time. The two of you should be able to stop the man with his hand in the dirt. All right, the three technique, Absolutely. no question, right? Yeah. But watch, and if you watch on the tape, you'll see sometimes some of the guys, they leave early. All of a sudden, now you've got a guy that is splitting the tackle and the guard and creating that up-the-field rush, and you're doing it because you're jumping out early to pick up that mic when you got plenty of time Fear. to pick that mic. Yeah. Fear. The internal yeah. clock goes off in your mind. I uh, gotta go, gotta go now. And you're right. Drive that guy and put him into the lap of said linebacker. That, that's the best part on a pass pro if you can. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I'm talking about a guy that's dogging from yeah. the second level, you know, and you you lock out on that three technique and your your tackle comes down. Unless he's in the gap already pre snap, there's no need to rush. There's, no. Because he's also playing off of. Said guy that you're worried about yeah. with his hand in the dirt. He's going to try and scrape. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. I, th- I think I think that's that that's what you have to also. And th- that comes to the nuance. That comes to the nuance of blocking that they're still trying to get to in that instance. All right, we're going to step aside and take a break real fast. But you know what? We we teased it and we talked about it a little bit. Najee Harris being a little rusty. I want to go to the office. I want to go to the running backs. And their role within the oh, offense. Are we going to well. blame the backs now? This is good. Yeah, yeah. Blame the back period. Good, <laughs> this, bad, and the this ugly. This is what we used to do back in the day. Exactly. It's the back's fault. Yeah, exactly. Look where he went. <laughs> so we will be back to blame the backs uh, after this short commercial break. You're listening to In the Locker Room on SNR. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right. We're back Yeah, in it was studio. your turn. Yeah, You're looking my... at me like it was hey, my I took turn. It, I took it out. I didn't know I was supposed to bring it back in. <laughs> well, we're back in the locker room here with uh, Wolf and Starks uh, on a lovely Monday morning. It's August 29th. Um, you give me the side eye, man. I, I, I am. Because you've been the bringer-inner guy. I'm the going-out guy. You're the bringing-in guy. See, we're still working this out. As you're getting, far you're as multi-talented. It. We're yeah, just going to, you know. Yeah, and, and we have a theme for the day. So, so Mondays will now be the good, bad, and the ugly, okay? We're working on the Western theme music. It's going to be great. Um, but no. There you go. There we go, Wes. Wes has got it. There we go. That, see, you're showing that excellent ability, musical ability that your dad is. Wes's dad is a uh, member of the Philharmonic or- Orchestra. Oh. Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. This guy, he's what over is in Europe, it? isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, probably gallivanting in, in Austria somewhere right now, I think. But, yeah, 20, 20 he was days. in Berlin just a couple yeah, days ago. Yeah, 20 days in Germany, Poland, and Austria. Not Not a bad gig if you can get it. Oh, well, absolutely. Okay, so now we know. When we want rejoin music, we just we just cue up uh, Wes's mic. It's, you know what, actually, is I'll just have, I'll start having my dad come in here, and we'll just, we'll just have him fiddle away there at the beginning go. of each break. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, but no, um, so good, bad, and the ugly. 
And, and now we're going to, as much love and praise as we love to give a, a, a certain venerated position on this squad. Venerated. Um, <laughs> You know, we're, we're going to talk about this. We're going to be a little petty. We're going to be a little petty. Are this you going to be petty here? Let's yeah. be petty. Blame the backs. Blame, Blame the, backs. the backs segment right now. Now, this isn't an every week segment, but this week it is. It is. You know, when we're talking about totality of work, you know, sometimes you got to just blame the back. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's some of the situations, that. you know, we talked about it. You know, you have, uh, you got a screen and maybe you misread the screen. You got the, you know, you got the what you call the crack, we call the G. You know, you got the G blocking scheme, and you know, guy maybe misses the hole. And you know, Najee said that he was, but you know, Najee does things that uh, you know. You saw that eleven yard run that he ripped up yes. there, which, by the way, happened to be so very well blocked. It was. And who who was was that? The offensive line that oh blocked so well dare, there. Dare you say and give out a compliment oh, there to the heavens, offensive how does line? That happen? How does that happen? Especially <laughs> when you look at the offensive line also produced runs of twelve and eight yards as well for for said backs. How? Could that, but if they all stink, then how could they do that? How? And and also, how can you say, hey Max? Well, we 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 hear those long yard runs. But then we look at the total yards rushed. Now, I lost the Yenzer chat yesterday on the pre- and post-game show. I said the offensive line was going to – well, the offense was going to rush for over 104 yards. Oh, that, well. did, that obviously did not right. happen. Right. We got literally half of that. Um, yes. But it wasn't for the offensive line producing on said runs. And I look at this. Najee had – Four rush attempts for 10 total yards. A long of 11, you say? Right. Like, how did that happen? How did he have a long of 11, but yet he only had 10 total, and he had four rushes? And I say, you know, Najee was a little rusty. You know, we talked about the one. We're not going to belabor it anymore. But when you miss a hole, you mess up the blocking scheme. So, Wolf, talk to me and to our listeners because obviously, you know, I, I've I've been in this foxhole with you. Um, <laughs> You're wearing the studio. Yeah, yeah dude. I'm wearing. The okay, studio I'm just right telling now. you. Yeah. I'm jammed over into the corner here. All right. Hey, exa- hey, hey, you can breathe. You can breathe. <laughs> now, when your head's now when your face starts turning red, then I'll worry. It turns red as the screen in here. Yeah, really. Right? That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. But um, but just kind of talk about. When you have a block, we'll just take we'll take like the old duo play, right? Duo double, right? You have yes. two double teams, and how important is it for the back to set the lineup <laughs> for this? Now you're talking the, the there, truth. There okay? we go. All right, the truth is told. When you have those blocking schemes, where now you've got to deal with not just the guys with their hand in the dirt, but the second level guys, and you've got to make that linebacker. And one of the things that Lev Bell did so very well was making these guys commit and then going the other way. I mean, that's as simple as you can put it. Yeah. And for a back, that's a challenge because that's a reaction that you have to build and you have to trust your instincts and trust your eyes and trust your knowledge of the blocking scheme. So all these things come together, but you got to do it in maybe less than a second mm-hmm. or maybe a second and a half. So those situations where you've got to do is bring that linebacker to your lineman and set them up by the way you enter into the hole. And yeah. when you do that, you're giving your offensive line the best opportunity to get a blocking angle on these guys and be able to open that hole. And that hole, if you set it up right, is going to pop open. 
Yeah. And it'll be right there. And that's just what you saw on the 11-yard run by Najee Harris. It was a beautifully done off a double team that was nicely done. He brought the linebacker up into the hole. Mason Cole came off on one guy. Uh, uh, let's see. It was uh, it was Kevin Dotson on Dotson the other. Dotson was the other one, And yeah. they split the double uh, the, you know, the double team and the, and the guy filling the gap. And it was a great job. Yeah. Now, talk to me when that 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 running back gets a little nervous. He gets a gets gets a little itchy, right? A little right. Twi- little twitch in the eye because he doesn't like what he thinks is going to happen versus what is happening. Well, then he might panic. Yeah. And that little twitch might cause him to run, you know, a little ballistic uh, enema there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you just you you will find guys that um you think they're almost blind, you know, yeah. the running backs. They are just they take the handoff and they run with their head down, and you got to kind of open your eyes to see the hole. <laughs> yeah, you do you know? actually have to see the hole to hit that hole, right? <laughs> That's always helpful. Yeah, it's because it there's a lot of big keisters in front of you, and if you just drop your head and go running like crazy, you're gonna spear somebody, and it's gonna hurt. So you're saying vision is a necessity. <laughs> I'm saying it's a great idea to have a little vision along yeah. with you know. Uh, your running ability, and so, and, and when we talk about like cutback lanes, right? You know, I think the you have to remember this: the cutback is the secondary option. You always want to hit the initial front side. The play is designed to be hit front side more often than not. Right. But like you said, when you get a guy that over pursues, or your offensive line is doing a great job. But that back is trying to fill early, and now you have to come off and create that wall. Usually, the backside pops up because that over pursuit. Let me give you an example of because uh, we're this is the bash in the backs. Yes, segment. it is. Okay, it is. remember Najee's one of his first carries was an outside zone, and what you had was you had Danny Moore kicking his man to the outside, and what did Najee do? Najee. Bubbled over and created for Danny a problem. If you're looking at the tackle and you see his keister facing you, you're supposed to cut it back, Mm -hmm. right? That's an outside zone. That's You look at the tight end, you look at the tackle, whoever the end man on the line is, and you make sure if you see his butt in his back facing you, then you got to start looking for the cutback. Well, Najee not only ran straight to Danny Moore, he bubbled around the defensive guy who was now the edge setter, and he had to hold on to that guy. Now, Najee made a great run, and it was called back because of the holding call. Yeah. But he made a great run out of it because he's a great athlete and a great um, instinct for, you know, being able to, you know, turn plays around like that. And, and unfortunately, put his tackle in a bad position. Yeah, so we always talk to the backs like, hey, listen, whichever cheek you see is lower. Right. Right, because there's a low cheek and a high cheek. You cut opposite or run to the high cheek. Uh, when, especially when it's outside zone. So that means if my left cheek, if I'm a left tackle, is down, yes, I need to cut to the inside, right? Look for the cutback because I'm yes. pushing my guy out. Now, if the right cheek is low, then you go to the left, all right? But the, you No, know, no, I got to take it oh, out. Oh, oh, now you're taking I'm gonna it. I'm going to take it out. Yeah, Are you, you sure? It. I'm sure because right okay, now. Okay, so now we're flipping. I didn't know because I thought I was a going out guy. Okay, but, you know, you brought it in, so now I'm going to take it out. And okay. We got to go to break because, you know yes, what, we're going to talk – Butt cheeks and more when we come back on SNR.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Now, the amazing thing to me is we're sitting in a studio. I talk about this is like Max, where's the studio? This is like being in a Mini Cooper with you. Yes, it I mean, is. This, this is, yeah. Which has been done before, just <laughs> not you and I together. I have ridden in a Mini Cooper with another human being. Didn't you have like a, a financial interest in a Mini Cooper or something? I, like I still do. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, okay. Out here, Mini of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. So, but um, but yeah, no, we, we we arranged for it to have a little Mini Cooper. Co- Back when the Italian job was it was a okay. hit movie, yeah. right? You gotcha. know, you're thinking Mark Wahlberg, Charlize Theron, and. You know, and so we're like, well, it would be cool for the biggest guys on the team to drive the smallest cars up to camp. (laughs) And then the the, the Mini Cooper Club of Pittsburgh, they joined us, and it definitely looked straight Italian job. I mean, it was about 70 Mini Coopers going up to training camp. It was was awesome. So we ended the last segment talking about butt cheeks, okay? Now, the deal is for... Technical butt cheeks. Yeah. Technical butt <laughs> yes. cheeks. To be able to, that's how you run the outside zone. You take a look at the end man line, tight end tackle, whatever. And if you're facing that downside, <laughs> that's, you, you, can't, you can't get distracted. You you can't, have to, yeah. It has to be technical. You have to be like a professor. All right. Like, so yes, you start your cut back then. Now, having said all that, we had the trapping game back where we were playing years ago out against uh, L.A. in uh, in the Coliseum, right? We t- ran a toss 32 trap. That has me pulling around, Tunch can pass, setting on Howie Long. And you got Matt Millen playing the inside Mike linebacker, right? Yeah. Well, if if, if, if Howie takes the bait and he goes up, uh, you know, the field in a pass rush, I just turn up on Matt. But if Howie rams down to the inside, I got to take him, and Tunch has to climb up to the second-level Matt Millen linebacker, right? Well, yeah. Howie, we run out of split backs. Bradshaw fakes a pitch, and Howie runs himself out. He takes one step inside and runs to the sidelines thinking he's chasing down the pitch. Well, I make a great athletic adjustment. I mean, I see how he take himself off. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't doing that. I'm going to turn up on Millen, right? Well, just before I get to Millen, Tunch Oaken, 6'2", flashes right in front of my eyes, right? Yeah. So there's Matt Millen, there's Tunch, and there's me. Well, I don't have air brakes. <laughs> you no, know, the, the no. flaps were down, the horns were lowered, and I just... That's right. You're you know, going downhill, too? Kapow! Yeah. It was a 280, 90-pound ballistic enema. Yeah. Right there. Bam. Hit him right in the left cheek, right? Yeah. He goes down. We got Millen's down, Tunch's down. I'm on top of both of them. We're all in this pile. And I get up and Tunch is face down. And I just go back to the huddle. Exactly. So I'm in the huddle. I'm he standing. He didn't put next... a hand up to no. ask for help up. He didn't <laughs> no. put the hand. No, besides that, it was He's it doing was, a push up. It was friendly fire. I'm letting fire. him get after it. Was friendly, <laughs> yeah. It was friendly fire. I'm not, about to, I'm not about to reveal. Who that was. <laughs> exactly. I go back to the huddle and I'm the standing Kate next Crusader. to Mike Webster. <laughs> so Bradshaw's in the huddle. He's like, going, We're down a man. I turn to Webby. I go, Gee, I wonder who that is. <laughs> Can you believe it? Who Who is that? Where's our tackle? Get up! Touch. Get up! That's Touch! He's dragging his leg. You guys speared him right in the, the backside and the left keister. And hey, you know it's throbbing now. You know, there's a... There is a bruise immediately underneath those underneath those pants. He comes back to the huddle, and I, I look around Webby. I go, what happened? Because somebody Gosh. speared me from behind. I go, did you get a number? And he goes, no. I go, oh, I'm in the clear. I'm yeah. thinking, what's... You know, you know, you hate to say it as, as a dirtbag move. It was. But it was a complete dirtbag well, move. There. It would have turned into a fist fight in the huddle. I mean. Yeah, exactly. 
It's like, why did you take out my cheek? <laughs> what are you going to do? You know? yeah, it, it, like you said, there's no air brakes. Friendly fire is a real thing. It, it's a haphazard of the business. You so, know? so I, I will I will translate this into my work. I've been tunch. I've I've been I've been, I've, I've been I guess I got touched right. You got touched. <laughs> so we were running at oh. what we call toss twenty eight taxi. Okay, right? right. So I'm pulling out. I have I I set emo on, on um not not emo. Um, you have a crack down with a tight end okay. or or a receiver coming in motion. I'm pulling out. I have widest man. So I'm creating the edge and then guard or center, whoever it is in that combination between those two, um, pulls out and he's got alley. So I go out, <laughs> I pull. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm trained on the track, baby. I'm like, listen, you don't want to be on it. You feeling good about yourself at that moment? Good, athletic. I got out clean. I had, I looked good if you did. It was like one of the, those football poses from right, like the right, 40s right. and 50s, right? You got to give a thumbs up to the Hi, photographer on the Heisman-esque, like, yes, yes this, is, this is what athleticism <laughs> looks like. I pull out. I, I, cream, I cream the defensive back, right? I take him down. And so I've gone full Superman on him, right, to create you this You laid hole. out to get that Laid hit. out to get it. And then I'm getting up. Doing my push-up, right? Yep. And then I just, I'm I, now my face is at the ground as I'm getting up, and all of a sudden I feel a, I feel something hit me in the side of the helmet, just Ooh. absolute bow, and hits the side of my neck, and I remember just blacking out and going down. Right? Oh, and, and, and I'm like stuck in this position where my elbows down, but. I can hear everything around me. Are you me. sleeping or no? I, I'm awake. I'm okay, awake. Okay. But it hurt so bad I couldn't open my eyes. Right. I didn't want to move. And I'm like, man. I'm like, what the heck just hit? It felt like a sledgehammer in the helmet. Right. Wow. And so. And people don't understand. It's loud as well as yeah, a it, hard hit. Yeah, as well as a hard hit. Because I mean, it was. I mean, you know, eventually I knew it was a knee to the helmet as someone running full speed. So if you can imagine, it's like that, a cannon shot. Yeah, it's a cannon shot. But I mean, I'm and so I finally after about five seconds, I'm like, okay, okay, the throbbing is at a control pace. I open my eyes. I'm good. I stand up, and I'm walking back to the sidelines. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what the hell just happened? I was like, what happened on that play? They're like, man, man, it was a great play. It was a great play. We got about 15 yards on that. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Who hit me? I'm like, I don't know. Then we go to film. Hartwig's just, you can see him sinking down in his seat. <laughs> the play's coming up. And I'm watching I'm watching intently. I'm watching. I'm like, you know, I'm you grading myself. You want to see who did it, yet? And then I just watch Hartwig just kind of full off the rails, knee to the side. I'm like, you dirtbag. Yeah. It was you, you the whole time. And you knew it because your knee is swollen. You're wearing ice on your knee in Monday meetings. Come on. So, yeah. So that's how Tunch found out that I poleaxed him from yeah. behind. Same thing. The eye in the sky that don't lie. No. It tracks all your movements. Big Brother is watching it all the time. There's no question about it. And, you know, you feel much shame after you do you that. Do. When, you, when you're on the receiving end of it, you have every right to be irate about yes. it you know? yes yes and i was irate and i gave i gave hartwig hell for that one <laughs> that one definitely hurt a whole lot you got ice on your knee yeah you that's got so... ice on your knee that's a clear telltale sign that you have done this here's the thing and you you're taking it out so we're on the same yeah. <laughs> same wavelength there but here's the thing about it you know when you do something like that and you you, you friendly fire a teammate you you can feel your guy the you're curling up as that thing's coming on because you feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I appreciate it. I understood where he was coming from. But all right, before before I go further down that rabbit hole, 
You know, this is a great show today. Great Good show Monday. today, brother. Good, bad, and the yes. ugly Monday. And you are heading back to Phoenix. I'm headed back to Phoenix, so I'll be doing this uh, via remote for the rest of the week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, tomorrow, obviously, we're going to have cut-down days. Yep. Um, so we'll we'll reserve judgment. We'll kind of go through a mock of that, um, what it's looking like and what has transpired Take a look at the defense, then. too. Yeah, we'll get defensive study room yeah. tomorrow. But uh, thanks, you guys, for listening in. You've been listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks and, of course, our newest ninja to the family, Wesley. So uh, we'll be back later. Thanks for listening. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.